Memphis in the NL. Braves do still have the confidence of manager Freddie Gonzalez. It is what it is, and you know we got one game to play in, in the month of September, and then October comes around, and and it's a new month, and and there's not the, a person that I don't, in that locker room that I don't want to play that game, really. But we played 161 games with those guys in there. Braves host the Phillies. Cardinals are at the Astros. Rays welcome the Yankees, and the Red Sox visit the Orioles. If necessary, Boston and Tampa and Atlanta and St. Louis play tomorrow to determine the wild cards. The Marlins officially introduce Ozzie Guillen as their new manager. NFL Eagles QB Michael Vick told reporters there is a 100% chance he plays Sunday against the 49ers despite a bruised hand. Coach Andy Reid says the team will continue to monitor Vick throughout the week. Negotiators for the NBA and players met today. Both sides will be meeting again on Friday, perhaps throughout the weekend. This is the 90th day of the lockout. The American League wildcard, it doesn't get any better. While Boston has their hands full with Baltimore, the Tampa Rays look for one more win over New York as they continue their fight for the final spot in the postseason. Today at 6.30 Eastern on ESPN Radio and ESPNRadio.com. What's faster, a new Ford Mustang or a new pair of Dockers khakis? Simple. But which looks better? That's tough because Dockers come in a variety of styles and fits. So head to your nearest retailer for Dockers Week now through October 8th and test drive some new Dockers for your chance to win a new Mustang. Dockers, wear the pants. Go to testdrivedockers.com for retailers and official rules. No purchase necessary. Open to legal residents of 50 U.S. and D.C., 18 or older. Ends 10-8-2011. Mustang is a registered trademark owned and licensed by Ford Motor Company. Void where prohibited. Golf and rock and roll. Not logical. But it is fascinating. Playing down that big old fairway. Don't want no hackers to get in my way. The boys and me got a big NASA going. We will fall to drive. It's the Golf Insiders, giving you the inside scoop on all things golf. Now, here are your Golf Insiders on ESPN 1080. Hello, Orlando. You're listening to the Golf Insiders, taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, your host, Holly G, along with the best caddy on the planet, Rich B., and it's time for my football chant. Let's go, Buffalo. Let's go, Buffalo. Oh. Let's go, Buffalo. Rich B, the Patriots went down in the dirt, down at Rich Stadium. Yes, thank you very much. We are wearing our red, white, and blue proudly tonight. And this beautiful little uni that I won in a raffle on Sunday, thanks to you, Rich B, for... Entering me into that little raffle, Holly. I, I I feel like I own half the the jersey. I mean, half of it's mine. I put the I put your name in. But let's give credit where credit is due. Now we were at uh, Grand Cy- Well, first we had a little mano a mano, woman a mano match at Grand <laughs> Cypress on Sunday morning. I mean, it was a perfect day out there for Holly G. We had a nice little match. You and I came down to the last hole. I had to birdie just to go all square. Mr. Brian behind the glass, just so you know. Uh, but it was a pretty uh, good match, right, Rich B? We yes, played with was. a great couple from Clearwater. Shout was... out to Donna and Tom, if they're listening. Uh, yeah, it was a great uh, finishing uh, uh, finish for you. Now, you got up and down for birdie on the East 9 at Grand Cypress. 
And, course was uh, in great shape. Yeah, it was a uh, good job for you. And uh, boy, did I get beat up on that south course over there. That's pretty good golf. Yeah, you started a little slow. Not your usual, I will say. Pretty gave gave me a little golf. bit of a door opening, I must say. And then I had to go and uh, spend the rest of the afternoon with you. I didn't realize it was going to be a full day date. Where I had to actually a marathon date. Football with you on Sunday. Oh my God! No. Bills and the Patriots. So, Brian, we go to a wonderful, this wonderful little pub uh, just around uh, from Lake Buena Vista, Kitty O'Shea's. And we walk in, and the place is filled with Buffalo Bills fans. He about turns purple. Says, I can't believe it. We pick an obscure pub, and it's loaded with your fans. And they had the Patriots game on. It was unbelievable, and uh, it was just heaven. Hey, for those of us that have frozen our butts off in that stadium because you know if you're a Buffalo Bills fan you don't leave until they're minus three seconds on the clock (laughs) at the end of fourth quarter because you never know what could happen replay bring it back you know bring them all back from the parking lot but what a day best game I think since our big comeback with Houston and what was that oh four any any Bills fans yeah, <laughs> in the right. studio? Yeah, this big, any Bills fans out there listening to us? I just got I got to have my five minutes before we get into golf. That's right. It's very a very quiet there, uh, looking for some Bills help. But it was fun to actually see you on the uh, chair in the bar, screaming your lungs out. Uh, go Bills, go! And uh, yeah, it was a, it was a big victory for you guys. I'm okay with it. I mean, I don't have. a... Well, you know, three wins in a row, and we're on our way to the Super Bowl. Yeah. You know, hey, I mean. What did you tell me Bills stands for, B-I-L-L-S? Boy, I love losing Super Bowls. <laughs> yes, it's true. However, this could be the year. And Ryan Fitzpatrick, hey, we got a Harvard grad as the QB of the team. He's How a, can we go wrong? I can't believe that poor guy's stuck in uh, Buffalo playing football. You yeah, must, me uh, either. But wonder what, the, what I he bet did he's, wrong. he's eating a lot of wings, that's for sure. But anyway, hats off to the Bills. I'm wearing your hat in honor of the big victory. And uh, hats off to uh, Kitty O'Shea's. You know, if you go over there before uh, the first game, that would be 12 to 1, you get hot dogs and hamburgers. Burgers. And uh, that's free. I noticed you were loading up so that you would keep the tab kind of light. And uh, and then we've got Frank over there running a a little... uh, uh, great fundraiser for yeah, Spina fundraiser, Bifida. You know, he'll pick your name out of a hat or whatever. You put your name in the hat. You might win a great prize like Holly did. She hasn't taken his jersey off since she won it on Loving Sunday. Loving my Buffalo Bills jersey. And, uh, Thurman it's for Thomas a good cause. signature. Yes, it's it is. It's for a good cause. Yes. Spina Bifida. And Frank does a great job. Real nice. He has his wife and his kid over there. They're really very beautiful people. And they're raising some money for a great cause. Spina Bifida. And uh, check them out over there at uh, Kitty O'Shea's. Real cool on Sundays. Good place to hang out. All right. Lake Buena Vista. Absolutely. Hey, you know what? It's a golf show. Back to golf. Yeah, whoa. We digress. But the Tour Championship does not disappoint, Rich B. The 16th, 17th playoff of the season. Well, I, Bill like, Haas. I, I like the guy coming out of the shot water. Shot out there. of 17. <laughs> shot of the year. That was shot pretty good. Shot of the decade. I mean, you got that shot? Uh, not for that kind of money. You know what? <laughs> if uh, if it would have been me, that ball would have been further into the water. Uh, that's That guy got lucky with I that. mean, one skip and it pulled up like you normally pull up two minutes before the show here. Hey, how does that ball stay where, you know, how does it not go in a little deeper? Anyway. Fantastic. Congratulations. What a payday this guy's got. He won over $11 million 
11.4 mil. And didn't even know it. He really, he did not know it when he walked up to get the trophy. He did not know that he'd won the FedEx Cup as he was oh, walking good. up. One of the press guys actually had to tell him, and, and just amazing, a huge, huge uh, finish, great three-way playoff. Hats off to Hunter Mahan. Um, you know, he gave it his best shot but came up a little short. But uh, I think we're going to see a whole lot more great golf from him. And uh, there's a lot to talk about tonight. The picks for the President's Cup, uh, Freddie Couples and Greg Norman have made their final picks. And we've got our headliners coming up. Uh, Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel, Bob Herrig from ESPN.com, and Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. So stay with us. We'll be right back. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of 2008 certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Offer expires 10 11 Discover your own golf paradise at Deer Island Country Club. Experience the island. Deer Island Country Club, an 18-hole championship Joe Lee design on 400 acres on beautiful Lake Dora, just minutes from Orlando and downtown Mount Dora. Deer Island is surrounded by water and is in excellent playing condition. Golfers, get out of Orlando. Enjoy cool and picturesque Deer Island Country Club in beautiful Lake County. Check out our summer specials, golf and lunch for just $29.95. $29.95, seven days a week. And ladies, Tuesday is your day. Pay just $20, including your cart. Deer Island is also offering the PGA's Tea at Forward program, making golf faster and more fun. Great golf for a great price. Deer Island Country Club. We're worth the trip. Call for specials and tee times. 800-269-0006. 800-269-0006. Or visit DeerIslandGolf.com. Golfers, have you discovered the hottest golf ball since the Pro V1? Well, listen up. They're Chromax golf balls, and they're cooler and more colorful than Ricky Fowler's outfits on the PGA Tour. Chromax golf balls feature a reflective inner layer and translucent outer layer that make the golf ball appear brighter and easier to hit. Chromax's metallic finish reflects sunlight through the clear cover for unprecedented visibility, making it easier to hit the sweet spot, track the trajectory of your ball in flight, and make adjustments to your swing. Chromax golf balls are USGA approved and come in a rainbow of colors to suit every golfer's personality and playing ability. Lower your scores and put some fun back into your game. Chromax golf balls are available at your local golfsmith stores or visit www.chromaxgolf.com. Quite an impact, actually, uh, when he shanked that three iron and hit me in the back of the head. I can't believe I'm into this. I really hate to lose. Asking forgiveness. Got the struggles. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4 in the house. Holly G and Rich B. And we're talking the Tour Championship wrap-up. Big win by Bill Haas, which got him the final position in the President's Cup. Uh, easy pick for Freddie Couples. And we're going to get all the scoop from our main man, the man around town, from the Orlando Sentinel. Rich B's favorite <laughs> rap. Jeff Shane. Hey, Jeff. How are you? 
We are great. Um, I was saying earlier, it did not disappoint. Another playoff to an amazing season. Um, your, uh, you give us your your take on the whole thing and how it went down on Sunday. It was pretty exciting. <laughs> it, it it was. I mean, the, when we when we got to the playoff, particularly, and we kind of had an idea of what was going on with everything else. You know, it was it was uh, definitely good. And, and Bill Haas certainly, uh, you know. Even though he was a little squirrely off the tee, uh, was very good with his irons and very good with the short game. That uh, shot uh, off the uh, off the banks of East Lake, literally, uh, you know, to uh, four feet or whatever it was on seventeen, extending the playoff. That's going to be one that uh, is going to be shown year after year after year as they, uh, you know, take the uh, FedEx Cup, uh, you know, to its tenth anniversary, its fifteenth anniversary, whatever. So it's a good win by Bill Haas. A little bit confusing on on the point standings. Even Haas admitted that he, he didn't, didn't know, know right? that he won the FedEx Cup when he won the Tour Championship, and and uh, that that kind of to me is a little bit of an indictment of the system because if you don't know who's going to win, uh, especially if you're one of the participants and you don't know what it takes to win, that may require a little bit of look down here uh, as we go into year six of the FedEx Cup. Well, you'd think with, you know, all of our technology, I mean, the least you could do is maybe beam Steve Sands from the Golf Channel up on the big board there just so everybody can see his whiteboard calculations. <laughs> There's got to be some way to kind of let these guys know as they're coming down the uh, final holes what's going on. But it, the problem is, is that it really becomes a moving target because it, 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 it obviously it matters what you do, uh, but it also matters what other people do. And, True. Uh, as as uh, Webb Simpson was struggling to his final round 73, he had a couple of late bogeys uh, it, that dropped him down to a point where the door was really open for anybody and everybody. Even Aaron Baddeley coming from number 27 all of a sudden had a chance to win the FedEx Cup because... Webb Simpson was scoring real low. Now, when Webb made a couple of birdies right after that, then it shut the door on Aaron Baddeley and almost shut the door on Bill Haas. Didn't shut it all the way, as we found out, but uh, uh, could have. And, and, and as, because it was changing so often and was changing on a hole-by-hole, you know, five-minute-by-five-minute basis, it became very difficult to really get any sort, of, uh, any, any sort of real grasp of what was needed to be done. I think that's why maybe we didn't see a whole lot of Steve Sands uh, toward the end on Sundays because it was changing so much you really couldn't stand on on anything about that. And I think that's that's the part that makes it difficult. I'll give you a perfect example. When Aaron Baddeley made par on the final hole, it knocked out Webb Simpson and Luke Donald, right? Right. Aaron Baddeley's par knocked out Webb Simpson because... He didn't make a birdie. Uh, uh, it, it, or I'm sorry, because he didn't make a bogey uh, that would uh, have allowed uh, uh, have allowed Simpson to get uh, uh, to get in. He had knocked out Luke Donald because it it because uh, Natalie didn't make a bogey, and by moving up w- one position or actually reducing the tie for third. Donald might have had a chance to win the FedEx Cup. So Aaron Baddeley, with one putt, controlled two fates, one in each direction. And I just wonder if it's those kind of moving targets that we really want on the final Sunday. 
Yeah, it's uh, just listening to you to try to explain it on the radio is <laughs> is a PhD right there. <laughs> um, but you know, it, interesting. Eastlake, for those who may have not watched any of the tournament, finishes on a par three, which uh, personally I think adds a little bit of excitement. It's a bit of a shootout, and it certainly seemed to uh, mess with these guys on the tee, both as they're coming in the final hole. Hunter puts it in the bunker, and uh, Haas hit it, you know, wide right. Both had to scramble to make par, and uh, you know, then head off into, uh, or I should say, in the first playoff hole, and then go back to 17. Uh, so you know, then they, they just seemed to really kind of uh, mess with them, and you know, prove to be kind of an exciting uh, final hole. Yeah, it, it really is, it, but it, it, it's it, it's a exciting final hole, not because of the possibility of birdie. Birdie is is a very, very good accomplishment on 18 at Eastlake. What, what makes it exciting, what, what puts, the, what, what puts the, the possibility of the last-minute change on the board is the possibility of bogey. It's a long par four. It's a 200-yard-plus par four uh, to a two-tiered green. And the way they had that set up with the grandstand, and, and the, something that I still haven't been able to figure out is not only did they have the grandstand very tight to the green, but they had a bunch of seats in front of the grandstand, making it even tighter to the green so that when Haas did go long and right on his tee shot, he put it into that group of spectators. And uh, I'm not sure why the tour did that. You don't see that at a lot of other places where you, know, you actually have like lawn seating in front of the grandstand. Uh, but I, I thought it, you know, those people were definitely, uh, in, you know, better signed a life insurance affidavit after a couple of shots into that group. Well, it's sort of like watching, you know, the, uh, the a race at NASCAR. You're just, you know, kind of waiting for the crash coming around the final turn, and uh, there was a little bit of that, especially with so much pressure and so much on the line. I think that's what happened. He, uh, with Haas, he managed to get up and down for par to get into the playoff after a not-so-great tee shot on the 18th. Mm-hmm. Exactly, and, and so it's a little bit of a tightrope walk there, which you know, brings as much drama as the chance for a birdie if you've got a, a hole that plays you know, a half a shot better than par. Uh, it, 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 you know, holes, are, holes are interesting and thrilling for different reasons, but this one is, was definitely for the spin-out potential at the end. Well, other uh, big news over the weekend, the Solheim Cup. I know you cover the LPGA extensively. Um, boy, what uh, what's tough matches on Sunday. Just uh, miserable weather. It was very exciting for anyone who got up at uh, uh, O-Dark 30 to watch or watch the replay later Sunday night. Unfortunately, uh, uh, the Americans lost the cup. And your comments and what you thought about how the matches turned out. Well, I, I, I cannot recall a time, uh, you know, even when I was just, you know, following golf as a casual spectator, I can't recall a time where in team match play the result flipped so quickly uh, and, and, and in the space of, of such a few number of holes. Uh, we went from the, the United States leading in two matches and being all square in one with three holes or less to play in the final three matches. And then 20 minutes later, maybe 30 minutes later, uh, all three of those matches had turned. Uh, you know, two of them had turned to Europe's favor, and, and the one that U.S. had a two it was dormy with two to go uh, wound up being halved. And it was 
just such a such a dramatic turnaround. I, I kind of compared it to you know in the NFL, a team scores a touchdown with uh, you know a minute ten left in the game, and they hit a deep kickoff, and maybe it goes out the back of the end zone, and the other team's got to drive eighty yards. And all of a sudden, five plays later, that team has driven the 80 yards and driven a stake through your heart. And that's exactly what happened to Castle Colleen. Yeah, a great uh, great matchup between Caroline Headwall and Ryan O'Toole, who was the uh, rookie pick. And, uh, you know, she definitely uh, earned her stripes, played fantastically. And a fantastic match with Suzanne Pedersen and Michelle Wee, which uh, went uh, one up. Um, So there there were just some nail biters. And, uh, you know, you're you're right. I I was just so impressed with the the women's play, just some of the shot-making, extremely Extremely difficult golf course, difficult conditions, and it definitely did not disappoint. No, de- definitely not. For, for, for drama, it's all you want. A lot of people, and we talked about this a little bit last week, I think, you know, had, you know, had said, you know, is the Solheim Cup, you know, kind of losing its luster because the U.S. had won three consecutive and, and, uh, and you did not have, you know, a, a great youth, uh, uh, youth group coming in with, with the uh, Europeans. Well, all of a sudden, we've got a few more people to look at. Uh, some stars were definitely created. Uh, Caroline Headwall, Abahara Munoz for, for Europe, uh, Ryan O'Toole for the United States. O'Toole, even, even though she struggled at the end, still went unbeaten in four Solheim Cup matches, two wins and two halves. Uh, and, remarkable. Uh, very, very good for somebody that did not make her LPGA debut until the final week of April. And uh, she she was able to stand up under the pressure, and of course, with the score the way it was, you have to wonder, you know, what might have happened if Christy Kerr's uh, tendonitis had not flared up on the final day and, and forced her to withdraw and, and give a free point to Europe. Uh, did you find out anything about that, Jeff, if, if she had been injured? Because it seemed like, you know, Rosie Jones played her straight through. If it was something that just became aggravated, or what was the situation? Well, even on Friday, you could see Christie shake her hand uh, a number of times after shots as though something had been tweaked in her wrist. And so you knew that she was a little bit hurt, you know, from, from the get-go. Uh, we saw a little, that, little bit of that with Melissa Reed as well for, for uh, Europe. Uh, but uh, I think what happened is, uh, and this is just speculation, I, you know, I people are just starting to get back from Ireland now, uh, is that... Uh, when we got to Saturday afternoon and the U.S. was trailing by two points, uh, it was kind of a critical, critical juncture where you didn't want to fall behind anymore. And uh, I'm guessing that Rosie Jones might have wanted to let Christie rest in the afternoon, but facing a two-point deficit uh, and with you know, kind of a two-tiered group of, uh, uh, of players on her roster, there were four real workhorses that she really had to depend on, Christy Kerr, Morgan Pressel, Brittany Lincecum, and Paula Creamer. Uh, she she kind of had to ride those players uh, a little bit harder than maybe she would have liked to, and so faced with a decision what to do uh, not to fall any further behind with another bad uh, team match session, uh, she probably asked Christy, can you go in the afternoon? And Christy, at, the, at that point, was, was feeling good enough to say, yeah, you know, I can do it. And she'd also been stung a little bit by a Shazam finish uh, in her morning match where they wound up with a have 
where they thought that they were going to get a full point on a uh, on a uh, uh, last minute birdie by by Europe, and so there was probably a little wanting to make up for that as well. So Rosie Jones rolled the dice a little bit. They got back to eight eight, but uh, that you know four sessions instead of three, and you know especially if Christie could have rested right before singles, you never know. But uh, uh, I, I think that that's probably where. Uh, that went kind of out of kilter for them. Well, the the Europeans uh, ended up with 15 points and USA 13 points. And um, a little shout-out also to our very own uh, Paula Creamer for having another outstanding Solheim Cup, um, as well as um, Julie Inkster. <laughs> the Inkster playing, uh, and I don't know how many matches she's played, but uh, both she and Laura Davies were the uh, the one for the ages on Sunday, uh, both in their 50s, I believe, and uh, finished up all square. It finished up all square, and, and that was kind of a tough match to watch because I think some of the age might have started to creep into their games a little bit. Uh, you know, Julie Inkster, I don't think I've ever recalled her missing – uh, back-to-back short putts, uh, as she did, as uh, I believe it was on 15 and 16, uh, going from one up in that match to one down, and then she had to really scramble to pull that thing back all even and uh, and earn uh, a half point out of it. And uh, Julie Inkster was asked after after the Solheim, you know, is this your last Solheim? And Inkster, you know, emphatically said yes. Uh, of course, we heard that, you know, two years ago. Uh, and then Julie wound up playing her way onto the team. But I think the I, I think the complexion of the team might be changing a little bit as we look toward two years from now at Colorado Golf Club because uh, we'll we'll have uh, you know some seasoning in, in people like Ryan O'Toole and Vicky Hurst. I think Lexi Thompson makes the Solheim Cup team in 2013, and we'll see you know what other you know collegians might come up through the pipeline here in the next couple of years. Well, it was a great opportunity to see a lot of uh, the top American players at their best and uh, gets us all excited for the upcoming title holders, which will be here in the middle of November. And, uh, Jeff, you do such a great job of covering uh, not only women's golf but uh, men's golf. I don't know how you do it all, but we thank you for taking a few minutes with us every week. No problem. Jeff Shane from the Orlando Sentinel. Check him out online. Check him out in print. He's everywhere. We love him. Thanks so much. You're listening to the Golf Insiders 1080 ESPN. We'll be right back. Has your car or truck been in an accident? Do you need dent or scratch repair? Our team, Auto Body and Collision, is the place to go for auto body repair. Our state-of-the-art technology and factory paint matching will make your vehicle look showroom new. Trust the pros at our team, Auto Body and Collision, to repair your luxury or performance vehicle. We work with all insurance companies and provide discounts on insurance deductible. Our team, Auto Body and Collision, provides 24-hour towing and a lifetime warranty and all repairs. No damage? No problem. At our team, we paint all makes and models. Our team, Auto Body and Collision. We take the stress out of your automobile mess. Call us today. Financing available, 407-290-1500. 407-290-1500. Human Motion Associates is Orlando's cutting-edge athletic performance training center. Human Motion Associates is dedicated to the art of human movement patterns, gait, and motion analysis, and improving performance through science. Prevent injuries and enhance your daily activities through corrective stretching and strength training. 
we provide a comprehensive motion analysis and composition assessment to meet your health and fitness needs. Director Chuck Wolf is a leading expert and speaker on body mechanics and works with developmental and top professional athletes including Masters champion Zach Johnson and U.S. Women's Open champion Paula Kramer. If you have an injury, suffer from chronic pain, or are someone seeking the highest standard of fitness training, Human Motion Associates offers a multidisciplinary approach to reach your goals and needs. Enhance your health and quality of life. Call Human Motion Associates today. 407-948-9602. Again, that's 407-948-9602. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of 2008 certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Offer expires 1031-11. Well, I don't want to take all the credit for their talent, but uh, first I had to teach them to play golf. Then I had to teach them to sing, and then I taught them to play various instruments, none of which they do very well. I want my dream. We're back. The Golf Insiders taking you home on the fairways of I-4. In the house, Holly G, along with Rich B. Go Bills. Go Bills. Go Buffalo. Go Bills. Go up. Yep. Rich Kitty B. O'Shea's. Kitty we O'Shea's. Yeah, 12 to 1 before uh, the game uh, starts on Sunday. Check it out. Now they've got uh, BigTimeDeals.com. BigTimeDeals.com. Frank Brown. Yeah, Frank Brown, uh, great guy. They do a great fundraiser over there for Spina Bifida, which is pretty impressive. Uh, they put on a real nice uh, buffet table full of uh, items. Holly has one on right now that she won over there, and now uh, she surely is enjoying that, let me tell you. Hey, so, Tour Championship, we've been talking about it, super finale. A uh, lot of football on, though, so um, I'm checking out the ratings here, and um, they were a little bit low, unfortunately, 1.4 uh, overnight on Sunday. Let's for go to the, our main that? man. Who's that, for the golf? For the golf. Let's go to our main man, Bob Herrick from ESPN.com, and uh, get his thoughts on that. Hey, Bob. Hey, how you doing, guys? We're doing great. So, um, you know, we were saying earlier, and just like we've been saying all year long, unbelievable finish. You know, another playoff, what, the 17th of the season? <laughs> yeah. And uh, yet a little bit disappointing in the ratings, you know, probably due to all the football. But Holly, Holly, let's discuss the ratings. Any man with a remote in his hand is not going to be glued down to uh, any one particular. If he's got any skills, he's got two TVs now. We're stepping the game up here. Come on. Bob, how you been, buddy? <laughs> Very good, thanks. And and you know the, the the ratings really aren't a surprise. I mean, um, you know, even when Tiger plays in the thing and it's somewhat compelling, like a couple of years ago when Phil won, the rating was a little bit over two. And they'll 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 actually take that. You know, it's just it's the nature of the beast. It's uh, it's football season. It's one of the reasons why they have such a hard time this time of year going up against that. Uh, and, uh, you know, really all things considered, that's a lot better than it used to be. In the old days, Tour Championship before the FedEx Cup, the last one they had in, uh, in November in 2006, the rating was under one. 
Yeah, I think you had to so, put um, you know aluminum on your antennas <laughs> to get it in. You're absolutely right. Um, you know they have done such a, a good job of of grabbing what audience they can at this time of year. And uh, again, what an amazing finish! It was really good. I mean, it, it sort of worked out nicely for the tour in that the winner of the FedEx Cup was going to be the winner of the playoff and the tournament. That makes things a lot more tidy, a lot more, you know, a lot simpler. Um, if if there had been other scenarios, which were very possible, where like Webb Simpson wins the FedEx Cup, even though he finished way down the list, I think it would have been a little harder to swallow. I mean, certainly there's years when guys would win the money title by not winning the last tournament, but that's, you know, that to me is different. That is, that's that's the whole year, the whole season. The FedEx Cup is sort of built a little differently. It's, you know, it's it's built as a season-long race to a playoff finish, and you know we're just not used to playoffs in other sports ending where the winner of the event doesn't win the whole thing. So it worked out really nice for them. I mean, those guys were the ones that were playing for the whole thing. Yeah, unbelievable. Did um, they know that before they went out in the playoff? Well, Mayhan certainly did. Uh, um, uh, Bill Haas claims he did not. And uh, uh, even though the tour says they told both players, he must have been in some sort of a zone. But, uh, you know, it, it, it was probably for the best. Probably better to not know. And uh, uh, he used it to, I mean, let's face it, there's enough pressure, right? There's enough pressure if you're, if you're playing for that kind of money. And, and, and playing for a tournament title anyway, you know, why make it harder on yourself and throw, oh, my God, yeah, by the way, there's another $10 million at stake here. Well, he certainly didn't see, seem it with that ball half-submerged on the bank of the lake on uh, 17. Were you there to see the shot? I was, and I saw him hit the second shot to that point, and the way it went over the green like it did, um, I thought he got a bad break. I mean, you hit a second shot on the green, and then to think that it's in the water, and then you figure it's over. I mean, you you think the tournament's done, and um, you know what was kind of interesting was he went down to play it, and he took hardly any time. You know, he he, he barely even uh, gave it a look. He just got in there and hit the shot, and. And he hit the shot of all time, obviously. Well, you know what I thought was so interesting, and, and I thought maybe Johnny Miller was simplifying things a little bit because he was saying, you know, really the way it's sitting, he just goes in there and plays it like a bunker shot, and that's exactly what he said he did. And he walked in there with the confidence of, you know, hitting a bunker shot. I, I was amazed. I don't know if he thought. I wonder if he had the approach that he really had nothing to lose at that point. Um, he he also kind of realized there was only one shot to play. It wasn't like he could bounce it in or, you know, punch it or hit a putter. You know, he just had to hit that shot like he was in a bunker. And the amazing thing was he didn't even seem to get wet. He didn't get his shirt dirty. He didn't get wet. I mean, he just hit it perfect. And, uh, you know, that was the all, the other oddity was he, he, um, he, he really didn't hit a lot of good shots in the playoff, but he scrambled beautifully. I mean, he made three pars on, on, on the three holes where he where he missed every green, and um, you know those 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 knee knockers aren't that easy. Actually, on the first playoff hole, he had to make about a ten footer to keep it going. So it was uh, it was pretty impressive all the way around. And to think that that ball, I mean, basically took one bounce and just about stuck next to the hole. <laughs> that was impressive. <laughs> I mean, Mayhan's 
birdie putt almost went as far by the hole as Haas's shot from the water was past the hole. I mean, that's how good the shot was. Yeah, absolutely amazing. Um, your thoughts on Luke Donald coming up a little short again? Yeah, and uh, you know, a couple of things had gone gone his way, and he would have been the FedEx Cup champion without winning the tournament. Um, as it was, he finished third. Um, you know, it's been a year of a lot of top five finishes for him. I'm, you know, I don't know if that's good or bad. It's kind of hard to say it's bad. Um, he's played so well in so many tournaments. He is number one in the world. Uh, but um, I don't think it would it would be uh, uh, something that Tiger Woods would want to be bragging about. He he wants those victories. I think most tour players want those victories. No doubt. I mean, when it's all said and done, he only had the one on tour. He had two in Europe, but. Um, and, and no player's ever won player of the year with just one victory. So, and it, yet that thing's still, I think, very wide open. I'm not sure who, who that's going to go to. So, uh, let's turn to the President's Cup because uh, a couple of key things happened. Um, mm-hmm. Obviously, Bill Haas becoming the um, easy choice for Freddie Couples for the captain's pick, and Aaron Badley playing uh, his way onto the team. Um, Greg Norman choosing him as well as um, uh, Robert Allenby. Right. Well, I think on the on the, um, on the the Australian side, those, those were two pretty uh, obvious picks. Um, you know, unless, unless uh, Badley played absolutely horrible, I mean, how do you not pick two guys from Australia uh, when the thing, and they're both from Melbourne? And, and Robert Allenby's got one of the best records ever at Royal Melbourne. He loves that place. He's probably played it a thousand times. So it just kind of made sense. I mean, I know that BJ was in the mix and Louis Hustizen was actually next in, next in the standings, but he's really not played that well this year. He wasn't even eligible for the last two playoff events. So I thought that was, that was easy. Um, obviously on the American side, it wasn't quite as easy. We're talking to Bob Herrig from ESPN.com. Now, something that makes things a little interesting, an MRI confirmed today that uh, Stricker has a herniated disc in his neck, uh, which could open up the door for Keegan Bradley. Yes, uh, that, you know, that's what couple said. If, if Stricker can't play, then Bradley will. Um, it sounds, though, like Stricker's going to do everything he can to try and do it. Uh, it, it. Maybe there's some rehab involved here to let him be able to play. He was going to take some downtime now anyway. Uh, but um, on the other hand, you know, maybe he looks at it and says, maybe I better make sure I get this thing right so that I'm not, you know, so that I'm ready to go next year, uh, which uh, I, I would guess is probably his more of his uh, mindset and motivation. And it really depends on, on how bad it is and, and what kind of rehab is, is necessary. Well, he finished 15th in the Tour Championship, so, you know, he, he, he did play pretty well. And he certainly I think he wouldn't want to end up like Christina Kerr, the one the, from the Solheim Cup that just had to withdraw. I mean, you don't want to get there and have to withdraw. That would be horrible. So you want to be it, going it, in there. That's, that's exactly right. I, I think he, you know, I, I think it's, he's going to probably give them plenty of notice. I mean, we've still got six weeks, and he can, he can kind of figure out how it's going, and I'm sure if he gives them two or three, you know, even two weeks' notice would be plenty of time um, to, to make that switch. And, and given all the scrutiny of this thing, I think it, it only makes sense that then he would pick Bradley to, to fill his spot. The other breaking news is regarding Tiger uh, picking up um, 
Joe LaCava as his new caddy. He jumped ship from right. Dustin Johnson. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think it says a lot about what LaCava thought of Dustin Johnson. Um, you know, read between the lines there. You're going to give up a 26-year-old guy who's won a tournament every year for the last four or five years and who's made a lot of money and um, has so much upside. Um, makes you kind of wonder if he didn't care for his work ethic or or maybe if he thought that he he plays too much. I mean, uh, uh, LaCava is used to, used to a pretty simple schedule caddying for couples for all those years, and obviously with Tiger he knows that he plays less, not more. Maybe that's what he's looking at. I mean, uh, Dustin's talking about playing the European Tour next year as well, so that would add a bunch of events over there, and maybe he just doesn't want to deal with that. And obviously, caddying for Tiger's intriguing, um, and he must he must sense that. And I think a lot of caddies sense that he's going to be back, that he's going to that he's going to recover from this. And uh, that's um, you know obviously at his best, there's a lot of money to be made caddying for him. You had a, a little interview with Freddie on ESPN.com. He was talking about you know that he said to Tiger, you know, you got to play some tournaments. Um, what's what's that going to look like? I, is he going to play Disney? Um, what, you know, what's his schedule going to look like from actually, uh, here till the Presidents Cup? Have you heard he's anything? Actually, he's actually playing next week at the Fry's Tournament, in California. Um, that's going to be his lone fall series event, uh, and then he's playing uh, the, the the Australian Open, which is the week prior to the Presidents Cup. That's Sydney. A lot of Presidents Cup guys are in that. So he's going to play two tournaments before the President's Cup. Um, Think that's know, enough? Um, given all the time that he's been away, I'm sort of surprised that he maybe doesn't try to play more. You know, why not Why not just play Disney? Why not uh, play the Fries, take a week off, play Disney? Then you've got basically you know, another two weeks off. You play the two in Australia. And then he's got his tournament at the end of the year as well. So that'd be a pretty good, nice sample size there going into the off season, So, yeah, I'm surprised he didn't add one more. But then again, there was never any guarantee he was going to add any of these fall events. Well, it's, a, I think, a little bit of a disappointment for uh, all our fans here in Orlando. But um, I think certainly from what they're saying and what Tiger's been saying, um, he's had a lot of time now to work with Sean. And um, that, you know, he's he's sounding a lot like the old Tiger, feeling healthy and, and uh, that his game's getting in good shape. Yeah, now the next thing is just to play. I mean, he's had, it's been, what, six weeks since, PGA Championship, and he's uh, he's been. Uh, I mean, I would think at this point he'd be getting antsy to get out back out there. I mean, one thing he had been lacking going into the PGA was 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 uh, was enough preparation. Now he's had plenty. Now he needs to get out on, a, on in, in tournament conditions and play. So, uh, you know, that part of it is, is is the next step. It'll be interesting to see how he looks next week. I mean, I. I wouldn't expect him to be very well refined in terms of tournament play, but and I think I think he needed to see the ball in the fairway. He needs to see if he putts drop. Whether or not he scores well is another matter. We've also been talking about the fact that uh, up you know for grabs is Player of the Year, the award that's given out by the Golf Writers Association at uh, the big dinner at Augusta before the Masters. Uh, tell our listeners how that's determined, and you know, it seems again, like you said earlier, it's up for grabs. 
Well, you know, our player of the year is not just a tour player of the year. It's the worldwide one. So, you know, we we can take into account Roy McIlroy. Um, certainly, I would think our player of the year, Luke Donald, is going to have a great shot at that because he's won three times worldwide. Uh, he's number one in the world. He's got an excellent chance to, to win both money titles. He's leading the PGA Tour money title right now, and if, if Keegan Bradley decides not to play any more tournaments, um, then Donald won't be passed. And he's got a big lead in Europe, and he's playing in Europe this week at the Dunhill, uh, the event that's uh, in Scotland. At, uh, you know, it, That's a really nice tournament they have. It's at St. Andrews, Carnoustie, and Kings Barnes the, the next couple of days. It's kind of nice to check that out. I hear the weather's actually decent over there. But Donald's playing in that, and He's playing a tournament next week in Spain that he won last year. So he's got a few more tournaments over there, including the Dubai event. But he can even add to his resume. And if he does, uh, you know, I think he's going to be hard to beat for that player of the year by, by the GWAA. Yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, we've still got four more tournaments uh, in the now the fall series, and uh, you've added some new uh, partners to your team there at ESPN.com, including Michael Collins, a former uh, caddy. We saw some good stuff from you guys this past week, and it's, uh, you got a great team out there. He makes doing the video a lot easier. <laughs> you yeah. like having a like having a little uh, fun sidekick, huh? That's right. He's uh, he's a lot more of a natural, and he. Uh, he seems to have a good time with it. And like you said, he's a former caddy. He knows a lot of those guys. He's got a lot of good insight um, from that, you know, from that angle, from that side of things. Uh, uh, you know, he, he's been there and done that. And uh, he used to caddy for Kevin Streelman, among others. And, uh, you know, so he kind of knows what it's like. He knows who pays well, who doesn't, uh, and, and how, the, how the game works. Well, just a ton of coverage on ESPN.com. If you want to go deep for your golf, uh, check out everything that's online. Bob Herrick, both his videos and his blogs. And um, are you still doing your afternoon thing on Wednesdays, Bob? I am, yes. All right. You yes. can uh, send him something in his mailbag, and maybe he'll answer your question. Our main man from ESPN.com, Bob Herrick. Thanks so much, Bob. We'll be checking in next week. Okay. Thanks a lot, guys. See you later. All right, you listen to the Golf Insiders 1080 ESPN. We'll be back with Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel in just a minute. Hi, I'm PGA member Jay Golden and proud to be part of the Golf Insider. I teach at Winter Pines Golf Course in Winter Park, Florida. I'm sure you know where it is, right off of 436 near Aloma. If you take a lesson from me, I will bring out the strengths in your swing, in your putting, in your chipping, in your pitching. I will see what you can do consistently, what comes natural to you. I do not teach one swing to everyone. I find your strengths, and I bring them out. I work with Steve Marino on his putting. He's one of the top players on the PGA Tour. I work with tour hopefuls, and maybe even know my son Jeff Golden, who played in the 2002 U.S. Open as an amateur. I will bring out your best. I teach at beautiful Winter Pines Golf Course. If you'd like to take a lesson from me, my number is 407-673-2183. 407-673-2183. Drive the BMW of your dreams at the price you like with financing you don't want to miss. 
Get to Fields BMW and choose from an incredible selection of 2008 certified pre-owned BMWs. Now with special 0.9% financing. Fields BMW, Windsor Park, South Orlando, Daytona Beach, and Lakeland. Fields matters because you matter. Visit FieldsBMW.com. Offer valid with approved credit up to 36 months and excludes the X6 and M-Series models. Offer expires 1031-11. Human Motion Associates is Orlando's cutting-edge athletic performance training center. Human Motion Associates is dedicated to the art of human movement patterns, gait, and motion analysis, and improving performance through science. Prevent injuries and enhance your daily activities through corrective stretching and strength training. We provide a comprehensive motion analysis and composition assessment to meet your health and fitness needs. Director Chuck Wolf is a leading expert and speaker on body mechanics and works with developmental and top professional athletes including Masters champion Zach Johnson and U.S. Women's Open champion Paula Kramer. If you have an injury, suffer from chronic pain, or are someone seeking the highest standard of fitness training, Human Motion Associates offers a multidisciplinary approach to reach your goals and needs. Enhance your health and quality of life. Call Human Motion Associates today. 407-948-9602. Again, that's 407-948-9602. Hey, Harry, thanks a lot for all the security you provide for us. Well, that's my job to keep all those nuts away from you. That's just the way it is. Don't play in pebbles. We're back. The Golf Insiders. Wrapping up an hour of intelligent golf talk. Rich B, Holly G in the house. Let's I don't know. go, Buffalo. Those first five Let's minutes go, weren't so Buffalo. intelligent. <laughs> we needed some security on Sunday, dude. It was getting kind of ugly there in the pub. Oh, I don't know, Holly. With was yours that, truly. Was, was that a date? Was I it a know, date? That, I don't know. It was kind of awkward. It was a marathon. <laughs> That's what it was. Oh, man. We started with golf first thing oh, in the boy. morning, teeing it up bright and early. Then and we then headed now, to the pub for whoa. a little... Little the Bills game. The one o'clock game. By four o'clock, I want to stab you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, hey, the Golf Channel, as usual, just incredible coverage on the Tour Championship. And uh, we're going to bring Todd Lewis in from the Golf Channel right now before I touch anything and blow us off the air again. Sorry, Brian. <laughs> hey, Todd. Hey, guys. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We are good. Good. I'm very good in Las Vegas, getting ready to uh, absorb a, uh, a, a, a nice evening and then uh, some great golf this week. Oh, you are out there at the Justin Timberlake Shriners event, and we know how much you like Las Vegas. We've been out there a few times together. Yes, and uh, it was quality entertainment. Hey, <laughs> and what happens in Vegas stays in Vegas. You know what, uh, well, and Todd, I think you'd be perfect in Vegas. You know, you got that kind of... Uh, you know, you dress like it. You, you look like Vegas, Todd. Well, I think that's a compliment, Rich. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. <laughs> it is. You're the man. So once again, Steve Sands doing uh, just a yeoman's job on that whiteboard, trying to bring this all down to the final seconds of the Tour Championship. And uh, I mean, Todd, what what a finish we've just been talking about for the last hour. Just riveting uh, that shot on 17 by Bill Haas. You know, with his dad. Uh, Jay in the gallery. I mean, um, you know, these are the stories that we just love in golf. Yeah, I, I think 
Nobody loved him more than um, Tim Fincham, the PGA Tour commissioner, who has been trying for five years now to sell this premise that this is an exciting way to conclude the PGA Tour regular season and the playoffs and the FedEx Cup. And what more can you ask for? You have a playoff, first time ever, guys fighting for $11.4 million in the playoffs. And you got one of the most incredible golf shots you'll ever see, given the pressure, given the situation, that people will talk about for years. So I, I think that this, this event has some, finally, the FedEx Cup playoffs and the Tour Championship now being an integral part of it, finally has some momentum. And I think it's real positive for the years to come. Yeah, just incredible, and I think, um, I don't know how Jay was standing there watching it. You know, he certainly experienced that kind of pressure, but the the way Bill hit that shot on 17, we were talking about it earlier, I don't know if, you know, he was just in, in the zone or in a coma or what, but he sure stepped up to that and hit it confidently and quickly. Well, not only that shot, but, I mean, the shot, he had to get up and down for par on the previous playoff hole on 18 from a tough position he had to make par on 18 in regulation uh so when you have that much on the line with that much money to play for i mean i'm playing for five dollars when it comes down to the last hole and i'm you know trying not to hosel rocket it so i could just imagine what those guys are doing playing for that much money that will set them and their families up for life hey todd i've got uh, someone on the line here who wants to say hello and she's made a few of those putts uh one of our insiders mary Bryan. hey mary Hey, Holly, I, I, you know what? I didn't make putts for that amount of money. I can tell you that. I wish I had. <laughs> no kidding. Todd, I, 11, 11.4 million. Um, boy, don't you, don't you wish there were some paychecks like that back in the day? Well, how about just a million? That would have been good too, right? Absolutely. Uh, Todd, your thoughts on the Solheim Cup and Mary, then we'll get yours. Okay. Well, I have to say that, uh, I, I was riveted those last, that final nine in singles competition. Uh, I, 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 first of all, I'm a big advocate of national team match play. I love it. I think you see the drama. You feel the, you feel the emotions from these players on both sides. Um, it, it was, it was gravitating to me. I, I couldn't stop watching it, uh, and especially when it came down to the last two groups. And you saw the emotions pour out Christy Kerr crying to Ryan O'Toole, who played so beautifully when many people thought that she wouldn't. Uh, and, and you saw the passion of the European team, how important it was. I, I, I thought this event, especially with Europe winning, to be honest with you, because the United States has won this so many times, I think now that that's added more, added more prestige to this event, it's added more eyeballs to this event, because this is now a strong rivalry between Europe and the United States. I couldn't agree more, and I think it just showcased women's golf. And I, I just can't remember, you know, just the seeing the the type of play, the grittiness, some of the shot making under the conditions they were playing in. Mary, you must have been uh, very proud of, of of Team USA, and and Europe played great. Well, you know what? I was really proud of the the Euros. I mean, they really dug deep coming in. I mean, look at Suzanne Pedersen birdied the last three holes to win her match. Um, to me, they they were able to dig deep and make it happen. You know, I can remember a Solheim Cup back at Muirfield uh, at Jack Nicklaus's course in Columbus, Ohio, that was every bit as riveting. Cherry Steinhauer making a putt, Julie Inkster knocking something in. I mean, it you know it it's there. 
And it, as Todd said, it has to be showcased, and it, it certainly every once in a while the other team's got to win to keep the interest up. But I, I have to really give the nod. I mean, everybody played hard, but I think this, the Euros really just dug deep. And on paper, it didn't look like they were a match at all. So um, I, I give them a lot of kudos for what happened. And Rosie Jones uh, you know, proved to, I think, be a very strong captain and strong in her choice of picking uh, – Ryan, who played just, you know, fantastically. Yeah, well, I think, uh, you know, I told Rosie, I saw her a few weeks ago, and I told her I thought it was a great pick because even though the gals only played seven LPGA events, she's feisty, she's competitive, she can hit it, and she had a team around her. And, and when she did an interview, they asked her what she liked most about the Solheim Cup, and she said the team aspect. So this is a great uh, springboard for her, I think, and she's got great talent. But she reminds me a little bit of Rosie Jones, just about as feisty as you get. When Rosie was playing, uh, there wasn't anybody feistier. So I thought it was a great pick, and I thought it was exciting, and certainly always good to see new faces. Let me ask both of you, you think um, Mike Juana is going to uh, give Lexi Thomas the opportunity to play on the LPGA Tour? Uh, well, I, I, I can actually answer I, that. I, uh, if you, uh, I, I just spoke with uh, Bobby Kersler, who is out in Las Vegas. He represents Jonathan Vegas and a couple of other players on the PGA Tour, and he also represents Lexi Thompson. Uh, they will officially file a petition with the LPGA Tour and Commissioner Michael Wan tomorrow. Uh, they have already had some dialogue. Uh, they fully expect they expect for the commissioner to give him uh, give her membership. Uh, to become a member on the LPGA Tour for 2012. The dialogue has been positive. They really haven't had a lot of conversations because Michael Wan has been tied up with the Solheim Cup. But uh, an, an, an announcement could come as early as Friday. So it'll be a swift um, announcement, yes or no, and it looks like it's going to happen. And I think that's great because, A, she can hit it a mile. She's got a smile that lights up a room. And as I said on Golf Central, she's young. She's got the right sponsors, i.e. Ricky Fowler, that can bring a lot of young women, young young men, kids to the game. So I think that she has a beautiful chance here to not only grow the LPGA Tour, but also the game in general. We just got a couple minutes. Mary, you yeah. want to comment? Yeah, I do. I, I, Todd, I agree with you 100%, everything you say. And what people don't realize is that in February she will turn 17. And so she'll be in her 17th year um, it's happened before. I think he'll grant it. I think it's a positive for the LPGA. She did a whirlwind of interviews last week. She was on the Today Show. She was poised. She was wonderful. Um, and I think it, it's a little bit of a different generation, but it could be a bit of a Nancy Lopez kind of story in the sense that uh, this young girl is just going to break onto the tour, and she's going to have her ups and downs. But I, I think it's a great story, and I think Michael Wan will grant her a permission to play, particularly since she's turning 17 in February. A lot of momentum. Hey, Todd, we're uh, wrapping up here. Just give us uh, some thoughts on uh, the Timberlake event this week and uh, also the President's Cup before we go. Well, I think it's a wide-open field. Uh, Nick Watney is the highest-ranked player, 11th uh, in the world here because he lives here. Uh, I think you're going to see another first-time winner on the PGA Tour here. Scores are going to be very low. Uh, I think he, I think Freddie Couples kind of put himself in a corner uh, by taking Tiger Woods. I mean, he, he could have had Keegan Bradley and Bill Haas, guys who may be a little more deserving this year. But the team is set. I'm ready for competition. I'm excited about the President's Cup, given what we just saw last week at the Solheim Cup. 
Well, thanks so much. As always, Golf Channel bringing us great coverage, in-depth interviews, and uh, they're working you to the bone over there. And we appreciate you spending a few minutes with us, Todd Lewis from the Golf Channel. And thank you. that's it for us, Mary Brian. Thank you so much. And Brian Wigginger, our man behind the glass, as well as Jeff Shane and Bob Herrick. We are on top of everything in golf week to week. Stay with us, and we'll be back.